Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. I threatened to, uh, well, actually, Pastor Andrew threatened to bring a little bit of cardboard and put it right here. And for those of you that know, you know. And I was going to, but then I decided that I would probably pull something and it might not even be mine. I don't, I don't know. So, uh, uh, yeah. So, um, I know we've got a bunch of folks sick and there are people watching online and we welcome you this morning. I also recognize this. I, I, uh, I'm convinced that the first part of the year is incredibly crucial to set the pace for the rest of the year. And so um, it's, uh, this, this series is extremely important for us, and um, it's good to be back. I'm glad to be back with you this morning. First week, we were out because we thought we had some stuff going on, and the Lord's intervened, and so we weren't as, uh, Devin, we thought Devin may be sick, and he was sick, but not the, not the sickness. Y'all know what that is. And, um, and then last week, we were able to go join Passion Iglesia for their grand opening, and I don't know, uh, at some point, we got to get all of you over there to see what God has done. It's incredible, and so I'm just glad to be back with you this morning. If I had my wish, if I had my way, then what we would do this morning is I would point your attention to a song that I remember from a a soundtrack of a movie. Rather than pointing you to the song I'm going to point you to, I would point you to this song. It was the soundtrack of this movie that we loved to watch when my boys were younger. I I was going to try to get them to illustrate for you, but they wouldn't cooperate. It was the movie Madagascar. And at at some point, I think it was towards the end, there was this song that played. And every time it played, they were much younger than they are now, but it never failed. They would run to the front of the living room, stand right in front of the TV, and they would begin this frantic hind part moving dance that was hilarious to watch as I think it was a zebra or something, I don't know, would sing, I like to move it, move it. And they enjoyed moving it and moving it again. And I wish that I could play that song for you this morning and declare we like to move it. But the truth is this, we don't. We don't like to move it. Uh, we, we don't like movement. We, we, by nature, prefer to stay the same. We literally fight and resist and avoid change. We run away from resistance. We fail to adapt. We fail to grow. We, we fail to do any of that. And what we try to do is we try to stay in sameness. We enjoy sameness. If you don't believe that, come spend a little bit of time with me this week. Not this week. I'm doing something different, which is unusual for me, but I am very routine. I, I drive the same path every time. I never vary. I never sway. I do the same. Come on now. All right, I just want to make sure. I mean, how many of you have a routine in the morning? Like, okay, guys, come on, let's be honest. How many of you have a pattern as you get ready? Like it's deodorant first, then the hair, then last thing is toothbrush. I mean, you've got a pattern. We fight change, and we live life from the misperceived safety of a rut. 
And so what happens then is because we're in the rut, we fail to grow and we fail to expand and we fail to fulfill potential and we fail to fulfill our purpose. And so now the result is this. And the process is 10 years later, we still have the same dreams. We still have the same plans. We still have these same unrealized desires and we're no closer to fulfillment simply because we don't like to move it. We don't like to move it. So I couldn't choose that song as the namesake of this series. So instead, there's this other song that I remember from the late 1980s. It, it burst. Some of y'all fast this morning. You had your coffee. It burst, pun intended. So Darren's shaking his head at me. He's like, yeah, come on now. It burst onto the scene in 1989, and it began to climb the charts. That it had this upbeat uh, drum kind of rhythm to it, and the chorus was catchy. And so it turned into what we now call an earworm, and it would just kind of grab you, and you couldn't get. Now, most of you never really paid attention to the lyrics, because if you did, you wouldn't still be singing the song, because it got some rough lyrics. Uh, but the song was a message to guys who were in need of a lady, who were hesitant, right? And, and, and so the singer, the, the rapper would talk about quit stalling and quit delaying and, and quit hesitating. And then there was this, this phrase, and this is the only one I could read to y'all. He said, he, said, he said, quit standing on the wall like you was Poindexter. Yeah, he's talking about the high school dance when nobody would get off the wall, right? And, and he's challenging these guys to bust a move, do something. Right? I don't, I don't think the, the, the songwriter's intention was to challenge us in church uh, in 2000, January of 2022, but, but maybe, just maybe, his challenge to guys that were hesitant about the lady they needed in their life is also apropos for us as we begin a new year because I, I think maybe we, we've got to do something. We've got to get off the fence. We need to get it in gear. We need to make choices that make change. We, may de- we need to make decisions that will impact our destiny. Said like this, we need to bust a move, a bust a move. Movement is defined like this. I, I looked it up. Movement is, here's the definition, is a series of organized activities working towards an objective. A series of organized activities working towards an objective. So last week, Pastor Andrew stood up and he started this, uh, this series of organized activities when he told you that the way to start busting a move is you need to move over. So that was the first organized activities here. Here's the second organized activity that I want to challenge you that I think is absolutely essential if we're going to bust the move to make change, to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish, then we've got to move on. Move on. Uh, so, so, so here it is. Join me in Acts chapter 3. Um, Acts chapter 3, we're going to begin reading in verse 1, and we're going to read down through verse 8. Listen carefully to what happens. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock daily prayer meeting. As they approached the temple, they saw a man lame from birth, carried along the street and laid beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, as was his custom every day. As Peter and John were passing by, he asked them for some money, and they looked at him intently, and then Peter said, look here. And the lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting a gift, but Peter said, we don't have any money for you, but I'll give you something else. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. 
Then Peter took the lame man by the hand and pulled him to his feet. And as he did, the, lame, the man's feet and ankles bones were healed and strengthened so that he came up with a leap and he stood there a moment and he began walking. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Not an unfamiliar passage. Here's the dilemma. I know that sitting in this room as uh, Holy Ghost filled, fire breathing, power yielding and wielding Pentecostals, that what we do is often we read this account and we insert ourselves into what is taking place and we label ourselves or identify ourselves in this passage as Peter and John. But what I want to do and what I want to submit to you this morning is that for most of us in January of 2022, we look more and act more like the lame man in the account than we do Peter and John. I can't get no help up in here. In fact, I want to recognize to you this morning, I, I want to admit to you that there are those of us inside the four walls, those of you watching online, there are many that are, are here today and I recognize that it seems like they've got a silver spoon in their mouth and it seems like that they've got the world by the tail and it seems like they're living life with no injuries and no, uh, no issues and they seem to have it all together, right? It just seems like they've got it all together. Then there are those of us who are obviously injured and it's apparent and it is undeniable but I need to assure you and admit to you this morning that we are not all lame everywhere but we all are lame somewhere oh I think you missed it I, we're, we're not all lame everywhere but everybody under the sound of my voice everybody watching online everybody that we run into everybody that we look at in the mirror all of us are lame Somewhere, somewhere. If I if I if I if I if I don't make that assertion and I can't convince you of that, then some of you will assume that your lameness is so severe and that you're, it's so debilitating and it's so exceptional and it's so unlike what anybody else is enduring, then you will dismiss yourselves and disqualify yourself from being held obligated to make a move. Yeah, so, so, so if, we, if we're not careful, then we will award ourselves a get-out-of-making-a-move card. Because you don't seem to understand, Pastor Steve, I was dealt a really bad hand. You don't seem to understand, I was hurt more than anybody else has ever been hurt on the face of the planet. And I've been mistreated more than anybody else has been mistreated. And I've been struggling more than anybody's ever struggled in the lifetime of the world's existence. Me, little old me, that's who I am. Therefore, I have awarded myself this card that gets me out of having to make a move. Everybody else can make a move, but you ain't talking to me because I have been hurt. We're not all lame everywhere, but we all are lame somewhere. More than likely, those that seem to be uh, cruising through life unscathed, they've just learned how to hide their limp. Uh, we're all lame. We, we are all the lame man in this account. So I need to get that straight from the, from the, the jump off point here. I need us to understand that that's the truth because if not, if we don't, I'm about to make a statement that will offend those of you 
I'm just telling you, I'm an equal opportunity offender this morning. I'm going to offend some of you this morning with my next statement that I'm getting ready to make. Because if you've come to the conclusion that what you've gone through and what you've endured and what's taken place in your life and what your mama did to you and what your daddy did to you and what your aunt did to you and what the coach did to you and what the teacher did to you and what the boss said to you, if you, are, if you are, have come to the place that you've concluded, because of that, you can't make a move then when I make the next statement that I'm about to make, you will be offended. Here it is. You have been lame long enough. Yeah. So, so, so if you think you've had it worse than anybody else, you are now officially offended because you're like, you don't know my story. I don't have to know your story. I just know you've been lame long enough. This passage is interesting to me that I read to you because in this passage, I want you to notice something. There is a detail here that could have easily been omitted. In fact, as I read through the, uh, the, the pages of the New Testament, you ought to do that sometime. As you read through the pages of the New Testament, what you recognize is there is an account after account after account of people who were lame and this detail was not given. It was omitted. The, 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 there's other accounts of paralysis mentioned, but the origin, the detail of the origin of their paralysis, the start date of their paralysis is left out. And the detail here is given. We're told that this young man has been lame from birth. The, the length of his lameness is a detail worth considering and comparing to our story because how many of us have been lame in certain areas of our life as long as we can remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so we've grown comfortable with our lameness. We've become familiar with our lack of upward mobility. We've determined that we can't bust a move because we've become confined by the history and the pain of our lameness and our unwillingness or our unreluctance to believe or participate in making a move is based on the fact that for as long as we can remember, we have been lame in that particular area. Therefore, we cannot make a move. Let me give you a couple of examples. We've been broke as long as we can remember. So now when somebody stands up and starts talking about a process to move us into financial freedom, we will not participate and we will even scoff because we become so confined by the history of our lameness in that area that now we say we can't move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've watched this people that have, uh, that, that when you begin to talk about that Jesus wants us to have healthy relationships, they begin to d- decide in their mind that what, what's being said about the fact that God can restore families and restore marriages and restore relationships, we begin to dismiss that and say it's for everybody else in the room but me because I have been involved in dysfunction for as long as I can remember. And so now I come to the conclusion that I am unable to make a move towards healthy relationships so I will bounce from unhealthy relationship to unhealthy relationships to unhealthy relationships and I will accept that as normal because I've 
been lame in that area all of my life. I'm preaching right now. Some of you this morning, you hear about being delivered and being free and being drug free and alcohol free and snack food free. (laughs) Lord, help us all. But we can't even believe and we won't make a move because we've been addicted for so long in that area that now we're so used to living under bondage for so long that my lameness overwhelms and overpowers my faith in Jesus' ability to break that in my life. You've been lame too long, too long. Hear me this morning. The question this morning for you as we begin January is this. Not, it's not how long have you been lame. You may, two years? Have you, been, have you been lame 10 years? Have you been lame 20 years? Have you been lame from birth? That question is the wrong question. That the, the, the real question that we must pose to you this morning, the one that I want to get down into your spirit this morning, the one that I want you to ask about your area of lameness this morning is how long are we going to let what happened to us lame us? How long will we allow our, our lameness to immobilize us? That's the real question. Peter and John had this encounter with a lame man, and the Bible says that he was lame since birth. We read in the New Testament that Jesus has an encounter with a man at the pool of Bethesda who had been lame for 38 years. Paul has an experience in Acts chapter 14 with a man that was, it says was lame from birth. Three different cases, all lame for an extended length of time. I want to point your attention to this. In all three cases, Peter, John, Jesus, Paul, they don't discount or deny the men's long-standing lameness, but in every case, they do dismiss their history as a determining factor of their healing. You missed it. You missed it. In all three cases, in every one of those cases, they come into contact with people that have an extended period of brokenness. And in all three cases, they don't dismiss it or discount it, but they don't, they don't decide their, their ability to produce healing in their life based upon the length of their brokenness. That ought to help somebody in the room because some of y'all been broke a long time. A long time. So I am not discounting that you've been dealing with this maybe for decades. I'm not dismissing the fact that you become familiar with what you're facing. I am simply asking you this question. Haven't you been lame long enough? It's time to bust a move. It's time to move on. I want to encourage you this morning. Very simply, don't be lame. Come on, look at your neighbor right now. Look at him square now. Just man up right now. Tell him, don't be lame. See, see I, I'm here on an assignment at the beginning of this year to assure you that Jesus has a track record of helping lame folks bust a move. That's his track record. Y'all think we're just coming to church because this is what we do. No, we are here on a regular Sunday morning expecting Jesus to fulfill what he always does. He has a track record 
I bring my brokenness with me to church week after week because I can trust the fact that Jesus has a track record. He's got this track record that I can look back to. See, some of y'all need to understand and be reminded that Jesus, what he did was when he was here on the earth is the same mission he's got right now. I think we forget. I think we begin to read about what he does and we make the conclusion that was for his day. That's not for our day. But I just stopped by on in January of 2022 to remind you that what Jesus did when he was walking the planet, he will still do today. So what did he do? Well, let me remind you so you don't forget. Matthew chapter, 20, chapter, chapter 4, verse 23, 24. But the Bible says that everywhere he went, people brought those that were paralyzed to him and he healed them. That's his track record. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 5 and 6, the Bible says that Jesus has an encounter with John's disciples. And John's disciples are trying to verify that Jesus is the one that John has said he is. And he has this exchange with his disciples. And he ends the exchange by saying this, go back and tell John that those that are lame walk again. What's he doing? He's pointing John back to his track record. I'm, point, I'm pointing you back this morning. Matthew chapter 15, verse 30 through 31, near the Sea of Galilee, the Bible says that people brought lame people and they laid them at Jesus' feet. And this is what it says. And Jesus healed them all. Let's do some Greek work. We've done it multiple times. I'm going to graduate you from Greek right now. What does all mean in Greek? All. <laughs> it's not difficult. All. That's what he It didn't say he healed most of them. It doesn't say he healed many of them. Some of them. Special cases of them. Those that had only been lame about two months. Only those that had been dealing with their brokenness for about six months. It just says he healed them all. All. Mark chapter 2 verse 1. The Bible talks about four friends that have a friend that's lame, that is, has no ability to bust a move. And the Bible says they went to this house where they heard Jesus was, and they tear the roof off, and they lower him down. And the Bible says that Jesus heals him. In John chapter 5, I mentioned it, Jesus heals the lame man at the pool of Bethesda. So let me just remind you this morning, it's his practice. It's his track record. Jesus has a pattern that you can follow. Jesus has this, you have this ability to trace Jesus, to deal with lameness in our life. So the truth is this morning is that in order to deal with our lameness, we just got to bust a move. Don't be lame. You say, well, how? What do I have to do? Let me help you. To bust a move, we will have to bust our memory. To bust a move, you will have to bust your memory. We will have to allow Jesus to overrule and overpower our past. A move, a move will be made if you can get past your own memory. I've always been broken. That's who I am. That my dad was broken before me. My uncle was broken before me. My grandma's grandma's grandma had this issue before me. I, I'm genetically disposed towards this. I'm such a severe case, and I've been in such pain, and I've been hurt so badly, and I've been done so wrong that I always be like this. We've got to get past our memory. Everybody else may remember you and recognize you as lame, but to move on, you must get to the place where you begin to see yourself as Jesus. 
Jesus sees you. How does Jesus see me? He sees me as whole. Whole. You've got to move on. We, too, too many of us have allowed our past to immobilize us from moving forward in our present. And so therefore what it's doing is it's beginning to de- debilitate our ability to find our destiny. We allow our past to impact our present. So now there's no future. We allow our past to impact and speak and, and, and dictate our present. So now we no longer have the ability to believe for our future. What I'm trying to tell you is if you could get past your memory you would be able to bust a move. If you can get to Jesus, you can come to this place that you can remember that it hurt, but you can't remember what it felt like. I just gave you the definition of being whole. Being whole is not not being able to remember. I can remember that it hurt, but now I no longer remember what it felt. Come on now. I no longer remember what it felt like. I, I, I can remember what happened to me and I can remember that when they betrayed me, it hurt me, but I no longer am confined by hurting over that anymore. I can remember what it was like and felt. I can remember how badly it destroyed my life and hurt me to be addicted, but now I, I don't have to feel that pain anymore. No help up in here. Forgetting those things that are behind. Why don't we just do Scripture. Forgetting those things that are behind. What is, what is Paul trying to convince us to do? To, to get past our memory. You will bust a move when you get past your memory. One of the accounts that I didn't mention is found in Matthew chapter 21, verse 14. I believe that it, this one passage unlocks the key. It, it, it unlocks the lock. It's the key, if you will, to making a move. I need you to listen very carefully. Don't miss this. If you, if you, if you miss any, if everything else, don't miss this right here. This is the key. Here it is. This is what scripture says. The blind, listen, and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. The blind And the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. One more time. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. I want you to notice that they didn't even wait for Jesus to come to them. They went to him. Okay, you say, well, big deal. How's that the key? It says... They were lame, they, they, but they still make a move. Oh, okay, y'all are starting to get it. It says they were limited in their capacity to journey, but they still get to Jesus. Okay, I'm going to get there. They were still sick. They were still sore. They were still broken. They were still bruised. They were still devastated. They were still hurt. But they still came to this place where they made up their mind, I've got to get to Jesus. 
So I'm not, I'm not here to talk to all the healthy folks in the room. I'm not here to talk to all the people in the room that got it all together and ain't never had a bad day. I'm just, I just stopped by to find some folks that limped in here with some pain and some hurt and some anxiety and some addiction and some brokenness and some frustration and some distraction. And I just came to tell you that you will bust a move if you can get to Jesus. What are you waiting on? You've been lame long enough. Don't be lame. Get to Jesus. How many of us continue to be lame simply because we go to everybody but him? Most of us exhaust all of our resources and all of our efforts and all of our energies to get to everybody else, but rather than getting to Jesus. And because we get to everybody else, we are unable to move on because now we have no, no energy left, no resources left to make the real move we need to make, which is to get to Jesus. Movement will be found. When you get to the master. Well, you just don't understand, Steve. I need to get to my counselor. Let me give you another suggestion. Why don't you spend the same energy getting to the wonderful counselor? <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you just don't understand. You understand, Steve. I, I have got to get to my position. That's going to make the difference in my life. May I insert that maybe you ought to try to spend some of that same energy getting to the great physician. Okay, y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. I, you don't understand, Steve. I've got to get to my pills. May, may I suggest that your move will take place when you forget about the pills and get to the Prince of Peace instead. If you could just get to Jesus. If you could just take the attitude, the demeanor of the woman with the issue of blood who said, if I can just get to him, I know I'll be made whole. Uh, uh, don't be lame. Go to Jesus. The enemy knows that if he can keep us from moving, then he can keep us away from Jesus. Are you, do you understand what I'm saying? You've got to get past your past, your memory. But just getting past your memory doesn't solve it. You've got to get to him. One last thing, I'll get out of your way. One final statement. When we get to Jesus, we may not get what we want, but we will get what we need. Come on, worship team. Can I remind you that when this lame man, lame from birth, interrupts the journey of the disciples to the temple, he asked them for money. That's what he wanted. That's not what he needed. I can't get no help in this church this morning. The, the lame man wants one thing, but he needs something else. A lot of us are unwilling to make a move towards Jesus because we're afraid that when we get there, he will give us what we need rather than what we want. <laughs> we need to know that if we ever come to the place where we bust a move then we may not get what we thought we needed but I can promise you this Jesus will give you what you need well you say what are you saying Steve I'm saying this some of y'all been praying like this God I so desperately need you to give me cash 
I got bills. I need you to break in and give me some cash. That's what we want. But if you could get to Jesus, what he may determine is this. What you really need is peace. Jesus, what I need is I need, I need a relationship. I'm tired of being alone. I'm lonely. Give me a relationship. I need one. I need one that's built about like this and where it's just like this. And I need, I just need a relationship. I'd, I'd, I'd make a move, man, if you give me a relationship. But what Jesus may discover and may know is what you really need is solitude. Because in the quiet moments, he can repair you and put you back together and restore you. And if you don't allow him to do that, then you'll take all your junk into the next relationship and you'll come out lame. Well, Jesus, I need you to heal me. That's what I really need. I need you to heal me. That's what I want. Step in and heal me. What if he discovers and determines that what you really need is a testimony, faith-producing path that will allow you to speak into the lives of other people that are going through what you've been through. But you keep exiting the journey too early because you want what you want and you won't let Jesus give you what you need. Ooh, I'm, ooh. Listen, I'm, listen I, I know what you've been through took your feet out from under you, but don't be lame. I know what you've endured has shattered your heart, but let me encourage you this morning, don't be lame. I I recognize that what's happened is you've taken a gut punch and it's knocked the wind out of you, but don't be lame. I I, I recognize that that it's hard and it's difficult because you've tried this before and you've tried to make steps before and you've tried movement before. Let me just encourage you one more time. Don't be lame. Make a move. Move past your memory, but do one more step other than that. Don't just forget. Don't just get past your memory. Get to the one who has the ability to produce complete and total wholeness in your life, get to Jesus. Haven't you been lame long enough? Haven't you been broke long enough? Haven't you been hurt long enough? Haven't you been shattered long enough? Aren't you tired of carrying all that baggage with you? There is one place I can point you to help you to find complete and total freedom, and his name is Jesus. I don't have any silver. And I don't have any gold, but such as I have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ, let me say it like this. In the name of Jesus Christ, don't be lame. So in chapter 4, and this is it right here. In chapter, I just, need, I, I just want to warn you. In chapter 4, the Bible says that when this, this man who's been lame from birth begins to walk, and begins to dance. People don't like it. In fact, the religious leaders don't like it. So let me just warn you in advance, because some of y'all getting ready to go free this morning. I just need to warn you in advance that not everybody's going to delight in your dance. And not everybody's going to shout for your healing. And not everybody's going to be really happy that you've broken the... 
because they like you lame because they they labeled you as lame and that's the only way they know to deal with you as lame but I would say this to you don't be lame dance anyway get free anyway get delivered anyway get set free anyway so I want you to stand with me this morning stand with me stand with me not everybody's gonna like your move move anyway So my question for you, I'm not talking to the person to your right. I'm not talking to your person to, to the person to your left, before, in front of you, behind you. I'm not talking to the person that you think walk walk in here with no pain because we all lame somewhere. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking to you. I just got a question for you. Haven't you been lame? long enough we must make up our mind in 2022 that we're going to make a move I am not going to lay here and accept this the rest of my life I'm not everybody else in my life that's ever known me may label me as a drug addict but I'm not going to be a drug addict the rest of my life Everybody else that knows me may look at me and label me as damaged goods, but I am not going to be damaged goods the rest of my life. Everybody else in my life may look at me and say, they're the crazy one in our family. They've lost their mind, but I refuse to lay here one day longer. I will bust a move and get to Jesus and let him heal what nobody else can heal. So this is what we're going to do this morning because we like to hide our lameness. I get it. As an act, a, a proclamation, a declaration of determination that this is my year. It starts today. It starts today. I get past my memory. I get past all that. And I get to Jesus today. This is, this is my proclamation. This is my declaration. I know I do some crazy stuff sometimes, but I just need you to cooperate with me because what we do in the natural is a revelation of what is starting in the supernatural. And so right there where you're standing, as bad as you hurt, as bad as you've been done wrong, as bad as the hand is that you've been dealt, as bad as the tragedy in your life has been that tries to lame you, would you just do this with me as a proclamation and a declaration that this is my year of health and restoration would you just take a step forward and say I'm not going to be lame anymore come on right there where you are would you just take a step and say this is my day, this is my time this is my moment now would you just throw your hands up in the air and get to Jesus this morning
So, Father, I pray right now for some folks under the sound of my voice that we would label as birthers. They've been broken in this one area of their life for as long as they can remember. For some standing in this room right now, Jesus, some of them, they're, they're simply continuing what has been passed down from generation to generation. They can't seem to figure it out. They witness brokenness in their mom, their dad, family members, and it's been passed down and now they find themselves broken in that same area. God, I pray for folks in this room that were walking through life, minding their own business, and somebody devastated them. Someone stepped into their journey and destroyed them and shattered them and produced brokenness years and years and years ago. Harsh words, betrayal. They were forsaken, abandoned, and it's impacted their journey from that day forward. And I ask you in the name of Jesus, with the power that you displayed, your track record, the pattern that we can trace all through your ministry, the, 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 the hallmark of your ministry, the thing that you continue to do over and over and over again, and the thing that you can still do today. I pray, Jesus, right now, that in the name of Jesus and with the power and the authority that you still possess, I pray that you would cause lame folks to walk and to leap and to dance and to walk out healthy and to never look back again with the same level of broken to never look back and remember how the, the pain, the, the, the devastation that would cause them to be unable to move one step further. Instead, I pray that now a spirit of determination and a spirit of praise, uh, a spirit of proclamation would rise up and we would declare we're no longer lame, we're whole. You can label us whatever you want to label us, but we're whole. And so, Father, I speak to that lameness and I tear it off of their lives in the name of Jesus. If the lameness has been existing for 35 years, I break it in January 2022. In the name of Jesus, if they're lame because of what happened last year, I break that lameness in their life and I declare that in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk strong and healthy. And Father, may we make a move towards you this morning. We believe that you can produce wholeness in our lives and that you can now release us from our lameness so that we can help others find freedom from what is laming them. I ask you to accomplish this in Jesus' name for your glory because we trust you can do it because you've always done it. Let us walk out of here differently. I ask you to do this in Jesus' name. I know, I know we're all like uh, Jeremy and all that stuff, I, but, but just for a moment, would you just reach over, lay a hand on your neighbor's shoulder right now, and would you just begin to speak to any lame area that the Holy Spirit brings to your attention in their life? Right now, Father, I pray for my brother on my right, my sister on my left, the person I have my hand on. I pray that you would do surgery on their, their hearts and their lives right now in any area that there is lameness, brokenness, inability to make movement. God, 
God, I pray that you would encourage them in their walk this morning. Strengthen them right now. That's not who they are. That's what happened to them. They can walk free from that thing once and for all. And I come against any distraction, any discouragement, any unwillingness to make a move. And we speak life and strength into them. And we declare the name of Jesus over them. Brokenness be broken. Pain be broken in the name of Jesus. Memories be broken in the name of Jesus. Addictions be broken in the name of Jesus. Lack of hope, lack of joy be broken in the name of Jesus. Right now, we claim that, we proclaim that in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it. The Bible says that when he received his health, he began to leap and dance and praise the Lord. Would you just join me for just a second this morning? Would you just throw up both hands and just begin to declare the goodness of God over my own life? Father, I thank you that I am free today, that I don't have to walk out of here limping anymore. I thank you that you've touched me, you've set me free, you've given me life, you've made me whole. Today's a new day. I'm making a move because you've set me free. We give you glory and honor and praise and thanks because you're worthy. Help us to move on in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Come on, look at your neighbor one more time. Tell him, don't be lame. Before you're seated, tell him, don't be lame. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.